Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? <laughs> let the dogs out. You know, like, who let the dogs out? Who, who? Off the Hook, airing on offthehooksports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Welcome to the program. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. 90 minutes of Tennessee SEC and bowl coverage and some hoops thrown in there as well. Good morning, Amanda. How are you? Good morning, Dave. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. We haven't had the announcement yet officially on the air. I saw it on Facebook, but um, Amanda, if you haven't been following us, is with child, has been, by my count, 13 and a half weeks. I don't know how I know that. I'm better at that with you than I am with my wife back in the day. Um, But uh, yeah, do you, you have the announcement on the gender reveal? Is there something special we can do? Do you have like a cake or a balloon that we can bust open that's blue or pink or? No, it's, it's a boy. Congratulations. Either way. Uh, Definitely had one of each and um, boy, they're, they're individual rewards and challenges from up above. And uh, David saying, good morning. Every Vol fan as Tennessee closes in on the Orange Bowl. We've got a huge show. I want to get into these opt-ins, opt-outs, and I want to tell you why Tennessee's opt-ins uh, are a more significant factor than what Clemson has. So 
that's kind of the new thing. We used to go into bowl season, Amanda. We used to say, how motivated is this team? So the, the easy, just 20,000-foot view would be Clemson thought they would be playing for a national title. They might not be very motivated. David says congratulations to Amanda. Um, the And that's how we used to go into bowl season. We'd say both of these teams really should be a little let down. Uh, Tennessee midway through the season thought that they would make the college football playoff. Please hit that like button, uh, the thumbs up. We greatly appreciate that. Clemson, what do we think about Clemson? We thought Clemson would be playing for a national title at the beginning of the year. That didn't happen for either. So they they end up in the, the Orange Bowl. And I used to go into bowl games about motivation and what motivates a team to improve and and this is one of those situations where in the motivation category, it's probably a negative check for both teams because of how the season played out. Um, however, I think there's a new way to judge that, and that's opt-outs. And Amanda, the, the opt-out thing has gotten crazy. I want to ask you what changes you might make. Um, I'm watching Coastal Carolina last night. Uh this, the center for Coastal Carolina and the quarterback are both in the transfer portal. And that just seems odd to me that you would be playing for a team and you're already most likely going to go. You, you can come back, but that rarely happens. And then, in fact, the center is already committed to North Carolina. So I don't know why he's even on the field. The Coastal Carolina quarterback tweets out last night that's the same thing as coaches have done for years, and that is true. And you and I have hashed that out. If you want to turn yourself into a professional athlete, you can do that, and they have. But at some point, this is just stupid. I mean, you're playing for you're playing for one team, and you're committed to another. In the same state, I mean, at what point does it? At what point do do we get to a point where a guy is snapping the ball for Auburn and he's committed to play for Alabama the next year? I mean, that's the road we're headed on. We we actually are the, to that point because we had a guy playing for Oklahoma State who has just um, transferred, entered his name in the transfer portal, and is now a uh, Sooner. He's now Oklahoma. Um, so it's the rivalry thing is is insane to me. Like if you're going to transfer out, transfer out somewhere else. Don't transfer out to your rival. Like that's just terrible. I guess in that scenario, maybe I could argue he kept it close to the vest and he was undecided. Maybe. I mean, he probably knew. His family probably knew. But the fact that you've got players that are openly committed to other teams it just it just doesn't make a lot of sense gregory says hard to stay focused for these kids with the nil and this transfer portal uh, they are throwing cash at everyone's stars and that's absolutely correct i mean amanda you're about to have a son man i'm telling you if if i'm drake may's parents at north carolina i'm having a lot of trouble telling him to stay and be the good old guy because man he could go someplace and make five million dollars maybe more 
and get better quarterback coaching. And I don't know the offensive coaches at North Carolina, but let's just say you, know, you wanted to go to a Lincoln Riley type or you wanted to go to a Sarkeesian type, one of those guys that are known for producing quarterbacks. That's a good business decision. So I, I don't know how they fix this or if the toothpaste is out of the tube. I mean, I think the toothpaste is out of the tube for this. I mean, they're going to have to, somebody's going to have to come back and, and just restructure the whole, the whole thing. But I think maybe it'll play out on its own because you'll have these corporations and these companies giving all of this money in IL to these players who end up either not playing or transferring out, or they just end up grabbing the cash and, and, and leaving. Like we saw with the LSU quarterback at the beginning of the season. So this will eventually play itself out. Unfortunately, the NCAA is not going to have much to do with it. It's going to be more of um, the individual donors. And I think another thing that we're overlooking is that with this NIL and this transfer portal business, a lot of these players' families are reaching out to other schools. Like we, we say, okay, well, it's, you know, I can't believe the school would reach out to this player. He's still on the team, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a lot of the players' families who are reaching out. So, I mean, the, the greed goes both ways. I'm a little surprised. And by the way, the Down and Dirty at 30 is brought to you by Zach England. Uh, best of Brock, Zach England in the Chattanooga area will offer you up the attorney privileges that those big-time insurance companies have. But he's able to go toe-to-toe with them. So when it comes to personal injury in Chattanooga, Zach England of Best and Brock is who you need to call. Zach's got your back. I'm a little surprised that a company hasn't risen up already and is essentially an agent for college athletes that goes to Drake May and says, hey, I'll find you the best opportunity, the best NIL deal. You can continue to focus on football. And I'm just using Drake May as an example. He said he's going to stay and he may. But I'm going to find you the best deal and you don't have to worry about it. And I take 10%. I'm, I'm really surprised that company hasn't cropped up yet. I think it's, it's more or less the reason why is because you can't sign a contract when you're in school. You know, you can't sign a contract with, I'm not saying with a company, but you can't sign a contract with a school. So in the NFL, you can have these, you know, big contracts with these teams, but in college, you can't do that. So stuff could fall apart very easily. And then the 10% ends up being nothing. And I mean, it, it, it's, it's a whole mess. So I think until we get rules and regulations here and what you can, can't do, we won't see a company rise up like that. That's too much liability. I, no, I agree. I think it's kind of like the Jerry Maguire thing. Remember, he had everything riding on the one quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, and that ended up falling through. I think that if you're this company, there's no paperwork that ever becomes public. So you couldn't you couldn't be a publicly traded company. But could I get 10 guys out there? I think you and I could go out there. And within a month, to be real honest with you, and find 10 people that would say, hey, th- th- this person is good in negotiation and Amanda and this person, Dave, has background in sports. I'm going to sign with them and then I'm going to see what they can produce for me. I may drop them. Our our contract wouldn't be legally bonding because of the rules you said. 
Mm-hmm. But but if we hit on seven out of ten, we're probably doing pretty darn good. If we hit four out of ten, we're probably doing okay. I just don't know where it where it changes, and I want to get to a little bit later the uh, the Tennessee opt ins and opt outs. I I, can, I still commend the guys that come back and play in a bowl game, which is essentially a meaningless game, Amanda. I, th- I think that. You know, it, it's easy to make the argument of if that's my kid. I wouldn't have him play in a meaningless game. I would have him go ahead and go pro and make his money. It's easy to make that argument. I don't think that the statement is made often enough that that kid, like a Byron Moore, uh, for instance, I, I don't, or Byron Young, excuse me, I don't think that argument is made often enough that that kid came back, Darnell Wright, and played for his team. I think that's commendable. And if if I'm in the NFL draft room and it's down to right tackle Darnell Wright and right tackle Bob Smith, I'm going to take right tackle Darnell Wright. As long as he doesn't get hurt, you will. If Darnell Wright gets hurt in the game, then you're going to take Bob Smith. Well, that's true. I mean, and that, that is a factor. But we're also at a point, too, where it's not like the 70s and 80s. Used to be you if you heard the term ACL, it was like, uh-oh, he's done. You know, we are to the point where they usually, usually, usually come back. Odell Beckham is the only guy I can think of recently that had a botched surgery. His first ACL was botched, and he had to go back and get another one. That's why he's kind of fallen off the map. But for the most part, with medical technology, you're going to come back in a good place. It may postpone it like Hendon Hooker's not going to get his second big payday if he lasts in the NFL because of the ACL injury until 2028 or 2029. But I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being old-fashioned, Amanda. I mean, you're going to have to make these sorts of decisions with with the son coming up. Uh, But I would be very proud of my son if he went and played in in a meaning, quote, air quotes, meaningless game because he loved his teammates and he he loved playing for his program that would mean something to me yeah i mean i agree with that because we look at the two two of the best college football players now in will anderson and in um bryce young they're both playing in a quote-unquote meaningless bowl game for you know a school and they're going to the nfl and they're going to be first round at the very least I mean, we're talking we're talking top five for probably for both. So if they can do that, then everybody else should be able to do that as well. Just in my opinion, character should matter. And it doesn't matter most of the time in football anymore. It it very rarely matters anymore. I think the other problem is you don't have a level playing field, and we all know this. So the Alabamas and the Tennessees of the world that that have that type of money from their boosters can pay those guys. Does North Carolina have that? I doubt it. I, I bet most of that's going to basketball. I bet that's a lower level of of spending. Um, so I, I don't know what changes. Tennessee, by the way, squeaks by in an Ole Miss game that was just ugly, and that's the way Kermit Davis wants it for the Rebels. That's just the way they play. I just dread when that uh, that game comes up on the, the schedule. But Tennessee is able to squeak by, so we can get your thoughts on the message board if you want to share with that. Gregory says, with our incoming class, you all feel our defense will be much better this year. I'm not ready to go 
this year quite yet, but I think you're looking at 2024 as a major upgrade. I mean, it, you know, these players, man, are, are, are more ready to play and make that jump from high school to college than they've ever been before. And I continue to see that trend. Please hit the thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate that. It opens it up. But at the end of the day, Amanda, when, when you're making that jump, it's a big jump. I mean, you're, let's take, I know you ask about defense, but let's take Nico, for example. The guy looks like he weighs about 170 pounds right now from the clips I've seen. He needs to get to 210, 215. So, I mean, that's gaining 30, at least 25 to 30 to maybe even 35, 40 pounds in offseason. That's a big jump. So, I love this class in the defensive respect, but I don't think that's necessarily going to explode onto the scene in 2023. No, I don't think you see a bunch of true freshmen coming out and just making, you know, a statement um, as a team. You still need – you can have all the talent, but you still have to play as a team. You still have to to have a cohesive, you know, understanding of, of who's going to be where. And there's a lot of that in college football that I think people don't, don't look at because you'll have a five-star, and if he doesn't fit that and he can't, you know, he can't get along with teammates, he can't uh, put himself in that situation, they can't communicate correctly, he's not going to pan out. So you have to have that time and that cohesion amongst teammates in order to really make a statement. And I think your freshmen are going to need a year or so at least to play together as a team. I think that's pretty much across the board and maybe not as strong of a rule as it has been, but it's still very, very strong. And I'll tell you this, if anybody picks Will Levis uh, over, uh, over, um, oh my gosh, Alabama quarterback, Bryce Young. Bryce Young, sorry. Um, if anybody picks Will Levis over Bryce Young, you're just crazy. You deserve it if you do that. You just deserve him. Good way of putting it. Um, I just I, and I don't think we've we, we've discussed my Heisman ballot. I ended up going Bryce Young number one, um, just because I thought he was the most outstanding player, and then I went with Hendon Hooker number two, and then I went with Max Duggan number three. And I just think that much of, uh, of Bryce Young. I, I look at that team, and if they had to go Jalen Milrow throughout the season, is that a nine-win team? I think it's an eight-win team. If that. If that. I mean, we saw Jalen Milrow play against Texas A&M, and it was a very terrible Texas A&M team and almost get beat by Texas A&M this year. Because he fumbled, I think, or he turned the ball over three times himself. Had two fumbles and an interception. Two fumbles and an interception. And then you had one um, uh, fumble by the, not Jameer Gibbs with the backup running back. But it's, it it would be, it would be awful to say the least. It would be awful. Uh Joe says, what about Bryce Young? Everyone talks about how skinny Nico is. I think Bryce Young looks slight in build and height is fine. Uh, I think he is a little short, actually. He reminds me of Russell Wilson. Uh, and Russell Wilson, if you look, if you put him on the draft board, you would say he's a little short. Um, I think too much is being make of, made of Nico's build. Well, yes and no, Joe. I'm going to agree and disagree with you. I think a lot is being made of it now 
because I see ribs. Okay. I see, I see a chest plate. Um, now he is a legit six, six. I've talked to people who have stood next to him. So eventually, uh, he's got the wide shoulders, the wide build. I think he's going to be fine, but I don't think that necessarily happens this upcoming season. I think you'll see a guy that looks about like Taven Jackson looked last year, a guy who's significantly put on weight, but a guy who needs to put on more weight. Uh, Tennessee Smokey said the portal and NIL have changed the complexities of college football. Coaches must now anticipate that players who are successful on the field and going to be influenced by NIL opportunities. I'm, I'm pretty selective about who I follow on Twitter. So I don't, I don't want to misquote this person, but there was somebody that I respected that said that in five years, college football could be totally different. Now we said that before when they went to the BCS, we've said that for different reasons here and there, we've said that with conference realignment, but money's involved now. Will college football be much different in the way it's perceived five years from now, as opposed to now. And Bob, Perceived much different, I mean hurt significantly. Do you or is it still college football because of the pageantry? I think it's gonna be perceived much differently. I think it's it's gonna be hurt by what's going on. And it, you know, Nick Saban last year and everyone said, Oh, he's out of touch, he he can't he can't relate to these recruits anymore, he can't do this, he can't do that. He tried to warn us last year that this was this was headed down a path that it, it wasn't going to be good for college football. And and he said there's a difference, you know, between this is separating the haves and the have-nots even further, which is why there was so many rules against boosters paying players back in the 90s and 2000s, why Reggie Bush doesn't have a Heisman anymore. I mean, there are all these rules for that. And, and we've taken those rules and we've said, meh, and thrown them to the wayside and call it NIL. So it's, to me, it's it's insane. But Nick Saban tried to warn people about this last year, and everyone said he's lost touch. He's not, you know, with it anymore. And then turns out one of the best recruiting classes anybody's ever seen this season. And he said there's a difference between the haves and the have-nots. And and we're the haves, is what he said. We're the haves. So we're I'm not worried about us. I'm worried about college football in general. And and he was right to do so. Well, no, I think philosophically, I, I, I didn't think that was any any sort of grand statement. I think philosophically, we'd all like to go back to the days and in, in which the players uh, got by. And that was the, the best way for the administrators to make money. But it was the best way for you to see the best bowl games. That was the best way for you to see players stay around. And, I, you know, I was listening to... Um, a player the other day talk about with the Pell Grant and everything and all that he got and the needy fund that he was on, he got about $19,500. Now, $19,500, we're never going to go back there, so I'm not suggesting that, okay? But when all your meals are paid for and your housing's paid for and everything's paid for and you've got $19,500 in your pocket, that's the equivalent of making about 40 grand. That that's not that whole area in Foster. I'm starving. I, I have to get help to go to Taco Bell. That was a bunch of bull. That was Arian trying to be funny and clever, and he's not. So 
I, I mean, I wish we could go to that point again. I always thought the players deserved more. I wish there was a happy medium where they were bringing home 60, 70, 80, and it was across the board like Nick Saban would like. But that's not the country we live in. That's not a capitalist society. The capitalist society is go get what you can. Nico, get what you can. And unfortunately, Jeremiah Crawford on the offensive line is not going to get the same amount of money. That's just life. Um, but this all goes back to Mark Emmert, who was the NCAA president. He had over a decade to address this name, image, and likeness. The Ed O'Bannon case that came out that you, you don't have – NCAA football to this day on the PlayStation and my son and I can't play it is because Ed O'Bannon brought that lawsuit. When was that? That's been, that's been 20 years ago, at least 15. So you had all this time to fix it, put something in place and you didn't. So I don't blame the kids. I don't blame the administrators. I don't blame the people giving them more money. Amanda, I blame Mark Emmert and what was the NCAA. Well, yeah, if, if there's no rules or regulations, you can't really blame anybody for it, you know, because your people are going to get away with what they can get away with. But I think it's going to come full circle with this because you're going to have these these boosters or these, you know, donors or these companies or what what have you paying these kids a bunch of money. Well, we're going to see college football completely change because for a lot of people who play, they're focused on the money. They're focused on getting to the next level to make a bunch of money. Now they're making it in college. It's going to change the whole dynamic of it. If if I'm a, a guy, if I'm a highly sought after, you know, recruit, prospect, whatever, and I go to a, a school and I have an NIL deal that's worth $5 million, am I going to play as hard as I would if I didn't have that deal? Am I going to play as hard as I would if I needed to prove myself to get money? No. That's well, why people don't get paid at the beginning of the year, your entire salary for the rest of the year by a company, because they know once you have the money, there's no motivation left anymore. Unless you're, you're a special kind of person. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. And say that college football could actually be better in five years. Okay. And that sounds like a reach, but here's, here's why I'm going to say that is I look at, uh, go, going back to Alabama, saw one report where Jalen Hurts actually made less than Bryce Young last year um, in college. Now, Jalen Hurts could be the NFL MVP, and he's making less than the starting quarterback at Alabama, who's not even playing for a championship this year, uh, didn't win the Heisman Trophy. So, therefore, if you want to jump to that conclusion, it's not the best quarterback in even college football, even though I would disagree. And then Jalen Hurts is likely the most valuable player, best player in the NFL, and he's making less. So could there come a time where the NIL money, and there's always been this the talk about the USFL and other leagues and the AF, the All-American Football League, or whatever they call it. There's always been this talk. Could college football become that? Could those fifth and sixth year guys say, no, I don't want to be a third round pick. I want to make a couple of mil for a little bit longer in college. I know all this sounds way outside the scope of where we are now, but it appears to be the direction we're heading at the very least. I don't know if I would, 
would Jalen Hurts be where he is right now if he got paid a bunch of money in college? I I mean, I think that he had a chip on his shoulder. I think he he, you know, got benched for Tua, which is completely understandable considering, you know, Tua was just a, a better quarterback, stronger arm, just had a, a bunch of stuff that da- Jalen didn't have back then. So would he have worked as hard or you know, strive to be the best that he could have been if he was already making a bunch of money. I don't necessarily think that he would have been the same quarterback now. On an in- individual standpoint, you're you're probably right. He was in a very special circumstance. But I, I, I would say this. I think there are going to be a lot of players there. I, I think Jacob Warren, and this is not an inside conversation that he and I have had. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to share those conversations. But if I'm in his position, you know, if you drive through Knoxville, he's on the radio all the time. Um, he, he works with us. He does other things with Dick Sporting Goods. If, if his grade comes back and it's fourth or fifth round, I know his desire is to play in the NFL. He told us that before the season began. But do you give it a really hard thought? Do you think, hey. I'm doing okay. And I don't know if he's making tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or millions. I would say it's towards the lower end of that scale. But it's still a decision to be made. And I think of a guy like Jacob Warren, to my point, if he comes back for another year because the money in the NIL is there, I think that's a good thing for college football. Maybe I'm the silver lining guy and I'm being overly optimistic, but I think there is something there for that mid-range player um, I, I think Jalen Hyatt, you could argue, made the right decision to go. Cedric Tillman made the right decision to go. Jalen Hyatt, I believe, took advantage in, a, in the right way of that slot position, being able to read safeties and gobbled up a ton of yards while Tillman was hurt. Tillman has the ankle. I can make arguments that they should go, even if they're third-round picks. But I don't know. A guy like Jacob Warren, very likable, has shown that he has an ability to talk to people and drive traffic to businesses. I mean, I, I, I'm happy. I assume Craven Wings is happy and all those people are happy. Um, maybe that's the silver lining or maybe I'm just the, the blind optimist. Uh, I, I, I guess you can see what you want to see in this whole regard. Speaking of seeing, I can see without contacts, without glasses. That is thanks to Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Han are local visual specialists that are going to make sure that your LASIK surgery, like mine, goes perfect. And if uh, maybe you got some elderly family members that are getting close to cataracts, because that's what's going to happen around 50 years old, and it's just going to get worse, they can take care of that too. And they're local. They don't fly people in. They are all about taking care of the Knoxville community. In two minutes, we're going to talk to Chris Landry. Did Tennessee's football players that opted out for, in particular, the NFL, did they make the right decision? Where might they fall in the upcoming NFL draft? So Chris Landry of Landry Football up next, back in two minutes. Hang with me. Sun, sand, and saltwater, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. 
Hey folks, Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasty's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasty Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. She is Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker talking some opt-outs as Tennessee in the Orange Bowl is just, uh, well, depending on when you're watching a little over 24 hours away. Talking about motivation, too, and what motivates a player in a bowl game that you could argue is meaningless. Uh, how does that uh, – how is that able to be gauged by opt-out? I think there's something to be said for that, and I want to visit with Chris Landry and – Chris, uh, welcome to the program. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be an explosive, awesome year for Landry football because you bring the most knowledge in the world. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, a belated Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you guys and all the listeners. And, yeah, it's a fun time of year. Just uh, can't get any better for a football guy than to have football, matinee football all during the day and night just this time of year. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun and looking forward to it. I texted Chris on Friday about something. I can't even remember what it was about. And uh, so his Christmas meal, now this is Friday. I don't know what you had actually on Sunday. But here I'm going to the store to buy a turkey that I'm probably going to dry out on the smoker. And uh, Chris is putting together gumbo, which is one of my favorite foods on a Friday before Christmas, I'm like, man, I should have been born in Baton Rouge. Yeah, well, the uh, the little history with that is uh, our Christmas Eve tradition growing up was uh, seafood gumbo. We'd have the kind of traditional turkey, ham, roast stuff for, for Christmas Day. But um, we've kind of gotten away from that. I, my, my, my parents are no longer with us. And uh, you know, my sister and brothers who are older than me, their families are, you know, their kids are now grown. And so it's a little different. But 
I try to make a little gumbo and, and we had like everybody did around the country, some incredibly cold weather. And for us, it's cold when it's 25 degrees and it doesn't get above freezing for like three days. That's really cold for us. That uh, God bless the folks in Buffalo and other places that I've uh, been around over the years. But anyway, so I thought it was a good time to do it. So I made a big batch so that I could, uh, get some to my sister and her family and my brother and his family. And I had a little bit for myself and, uh, it's usually a good, um, it's good to have in between that, uh, Christmas new year's when it's cold and you're watching a bowl game. That's pretty good to have a little, little bowl of seafood gumbo. Yeah. I thought about just flying down there and I called, <laughs> I called Southwest airlines and they said, they, yeah, yeah. they said, good luck. We'll see you in March. <laughs> yeah, right. They said, we'll get you there by April the 12th. How's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so aside from that, I just had this weird theory and then I want to talk about Tennessee players that they, they make the right decision in opting out and where you think they might be drafted because Chris covers the NFL and college and does a lot of consulting work for NFL teams. But I wanted to ask you, and maybe I'm the pie in the sky guy, silver lining guy, but Chris, I wanted to ask you in terms of if there's one good thing that could come out of the NIL is, you know, we work with Jacob Warren and I'm just mentioning his name. I have not had any inside conversation with him about this, but he's on several, he endorses several different products in knoxville including he works with us and we we paid so if there's one good thing about this nil thing could a guy that's a fifth or six-year guy that's projected as a fourth fifth round pick in the nfl actually stay around and i guess we're going to give it back to five years but stay around because the money is somewhat comparable to the nfl you see what i'm driving at Absolutely. Um, so to your exact point, I've mentioned this to coaches. I've mentioned this to, you know, I've had a lot of players, families call me or anything, but if you're in that situation, you're going to be a fifth round pick, fourth round pick. If you got a good NIL deal. Okay. Now, you know, and, and I think it really depends on the individual player, just cause you're fourth round pick, you still might be a make it guy, you know, to me, or you might be a, you know, high third round pick. And I think it's questionable. A lot of guys, all they all think they're better than they are quite frankly, but the reality is, is let's just, I'm going to throw out a figure and I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing it out. If you can get an NIL deal to stay another year and it makes say 75,000, if you're a legitimate student, I mean, meaning you want to learn, get a degree, maybe an advanced degree, get working on your master's. If you're, you're through with, think about this, you'll work further towards a, 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 an advanced degree or finish your degree. You get more development time because you got no other place to develop. If you don't make it, you're running the risk of not even making it in the NFL. You can get a nice chunk of change through NIL and you could stay, develop, it's all positive. Why wouldn't you do it? I think it's, you know, well, the, the risk of an in, look, the, the catastrophic injury that could debilitate somebody where you can't even walk again or something could happen in a car. It's unlikely to happen in a football game like it would in a car. And if you get an injury, you tear up your knee, they, they do a really good job now of, 
people fixing it, medical technology. I, I, I really just and there's other things you can do in terms of the university helping guys to mitigate the loss if they don't play with insurance policy. So to me, I think it makes all the sense in the world. The problem is, is what player are we talking about? You know, is it the guy that thinks he's really good and he thinks he's really good prior to the season and he stops going to school and he's not even eligible and going back is not even an option? Well, then that guy, that that's a lot of those guys that are coming out, that are opting out, you know, the, the politically correct term for quitting. That's what it is. You know, a lot of them, they just, they, they're not, the, is, what was the, who was it that said, uh, Cardell Jones that said, I, I didn't come here to play pool. I came here to play football. You know, I mean, I get it, but you can do both. Man, you can, you can, you can walk and chew gum. You, you could do both. I just think there is a great avenue to sell as coaches. Work hard in school. Work hard in football. This is your future, your life. This is not about a four-year decision. It's a 40-year decision. You may be a great pro player. You may play a long time, which in this league, 10 years is like ridiculously long. You still got the rest of your life. You've got a chance at a free degree, an opportunity to get help. If you're not a great student, you can learn how to study. You learn how to take notes. You can do that. Oh, and on top of all of that, getting that free and all the nutrition and the medical, all that coverage free, you've got a chance to maybe make 50, 60, 70, 80, maybe 100,000. Why wouldn't you do that? That's a perfect scenario that you brought up of somebody that should come back. How many will do it? I think it just depends upon the person and what's their goals. What's And, and are they even eligible? You know, a lot of them say, I'm going to take my chance right now in the NFL. Well, everyone tells me, well, it's the second contract that you got to get. Yeah, I know that. I've been in the league for 40 years. I know it's the second contract that matters. A second contract that you're not going to see if you're not good enough when you get your first contract. So prepare yourself so that you've got a better chance to get a second contract because in most of those cases, you might end up on the practice squad where you're not going to make much more money than that NIL money that we've talked about. Yeah, and and Amanda, I I want you to jump in here, but one of the things that you kind of touched on is these players have to pass six hours of school in the fall to be eligible for postseason. And I wonder if a lot of them in August say to themselves, I'm going to go ahead and go, and they make their decision then, and they don't pass six hours of school. I think that's more of a fact. A lot of it. Well, yeah. that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And so they got no option. <clears throat> and I'm saying to them, why would you put yourself in that situation? What do, we, what do you tell your kids, you know? Give yourself options. You know, you know give yourself options. You're taking away an option. Some of them are taking away school as an option. So they go in and they d- declare for the draft, may not make it, then what? They got no degree. Now if they want to go back to school, they got to pay for it. You know, where are you going to get a, a job that without it? I mean, you can get jobs without a degree. I know that, but it's more difficult. And then where are you going to go to develop your football? Now you're not because, you know, you didn't make it in the NFL. That, that to me infuriates me why more guys don't see it. There. Yeah, I, I agree <clears throat> that um, 
I know I have heard that you can go back to school and they'll they'll pay for it for life. A lot of these big time programs like your Tennessee's, your Alabama's, but the smaller schools, I, I guess, may not follow that follow along with that. Can you explain to us the so the Bryce Young and the Will Anderson, Alabama being able to um ensure them for the bowl game or what have you. Can you explain to us what that means or how they did that or, or what that process is like? Yeah. The one company that does it. And I think there are a couple of more that are doing it. Lloyd's of London can give a, now most of the, it used to be, uh, first of all, you can't get uh, an insurance policy that, protects you from well you're guaranteed to be a first round pick and you went in the fifth round so we're going to ensure the difference what it does it's more catastrophic uh coverage you can't play anymore uh you're not able to make it um it's you know it's expensive really expensive but and it's something that can be done uh, to help players so it's it's just a simple a policy uh, that protects them if something were to happen to them. Um, and and at, quite frankly, <clears throat> pardon me, um, depending on the policy, it, it could protect them on and off the field if something happens to them, which is not a bad thing if you when you I mean, it's a relatively new thing. And I say new in the past 10 years or so because the money is so big. But uh, it, it is. Um, remember, things have changed in that it is the second contract in the NFL where you get the big money. I mean, it's still good money if you get drafted, but not what it used to be with the, but that's, that's basically what it is. It's a policy. You, you can't go to all state or state farm and get it. I mean, it, it's, it's a rare company. It's, it's uh it's Lloyd's of London. They're uh, one in Germany, which I forget the name. And it's very unusual. Look, there are people that will do that kind of those people that, sell insurance policies if you play in a golf tournament they'll give you a million dollars if you hit a hole in one well they're not they don't have a million dollars but they buy an insurance policy that pays it off and they just you know oh I've, you yeah guys, you know. i've done that in 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 radio uh contest if if you hit a hole in one from 20 feet you won ten thousand dollars well that didn't come from the radio station the insurance policy was like yeah. 350 dollars yeah, you know, so it's yeah, you just you spend that and they take the risk and you know, it's in most cases it's a free three hundred fifty dollars for the insurance company. That's why they got the big buildings. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you get people to show up because people like me got boring when social media was out there and they heard from me all the time. Um Chris, I wanted to ask you about a couple of different players, uh Tennessee players where they might be drafted because I think Tennessee fans look at uh, Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt with some of the numbers they threw up and said, oh, just magically they're going to be in the first round. And I don't think that's that's oftentimes the case. But first, you were like the third person that told me within the past 48 hours that Sam Hartman from um, Wake would be a perfect fit for Tennessee. He entered the transfer portal. Indications are he's going to Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. But why would he be such a perfect fit? For Tennessee, well, first of all, he's very, very accurate. He's a very productive player. He, um, I think, he's got a lot of experience. Has a really good understanding. That offense is a little different, but it has some of the similar qualities in terms of reads. It's a, 
it's a it's a unique offense that Dave Clawson runs, former Tennessee assistant. Um, but he's just he's he's just a plug and play guy for for just about any any place. Um, I'm that felt like that if he was going to transfer, which I thought he was, but once he made it official, I, I always felt like it was it was Notre Dame's the team to beat, and I think that it would be perfect. I don't know, but I think he would be he would be a really good fit. He's very talented, very experienced, quick learner, smart guy. Uh, all the things you look for. He's had a really good year, and I think with um, even better talent uh, around him in whatever situation he goes in, let's say it's Notre Dame or any somewhere else, I think that he's got a chance to enhance himself a little bit more. I think the thing with him is he's looking to elevate maybe his pro stock because the system that he runs is, you, you, again, as scouts, we, we look at the transferable skills, but I think going at a place like Notre Dame where they run a little bit more uh, more pro-style form is going to be a better fit for him um, than it was at Wake. And, and quite frankly, would be a better fit, ironically, if I was looking at it objectively, and I am, than, say, going to Tennessee. So um, that's why I think he's looking to leave Wake uh, for another opportunity in, in Notre Dame again. We never know. Somebody could swoop in last minute and, and get them um, because now you've got – we just talked about the NIL deals. What if you're able to do that and give him a big deal? All of a sudden, Notre Dame looks good, but somewhere else looks really good in, in the next two days or a week, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm getting way off in left field where I wanted to be, but you, you brought something else up to me. I, I was joking around with another writer the other day, and I said, you know, at some point there has to be a salary cap for position. So if they wanted Sam Hartman, I know that everybody believes that Tennessee just is like uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck and that they just are rolling around in a big bathtub full of money. And some of that's true, but at some point, if I go to a booster, okay, and I'm an administrator, and I say, I spent $8 million on the quarterback position, which was uh, widely reported about Nico, that booster might look back at me and say, so you want $3 million to spend on this Wake Forest guy? I mean, at some point, there has to be a number where it stops. I don't know where that is. Well... You just bring it up, yeah, the, uh, absolutely, <laughs> and and I don't think the numbers are anywhere. They're grossly exaggerated from what I'm hearing about what someone's getting. But be that as it may, let's just say that they're getting money and it's large amounts. So what are you saying? You know, yeah, you know, I'm going to put money in and and you know, Nico and we're going to get Nico and he's going to do this and Nico's going to be the guy and okay, I'm willing to sit him. But now you want the other guy, and okay, so now the plan is we're going to go and get this other guy, whoever it may be, and pay him, uh, you know, a lot of money for one year. And, you know, well, at that point, you're wondering if it's the same guy putting the money in, probably need to be a different guy, because I'm like, well, okay, so I'm putting this or that. I mean, I, I, I'm paying for this, but now we're going to go with this guy. Well, he may have to sit a while. It becomes very um, – interesting conversations about what are you doing? And I just think it's a, look, I think we see it. And I think we've seen it a lot. Uh, this is only one school, but we're seeing it a lot. Look at A&M number one recruiting class in the country last year. Huh? Look at how many of those guys 
won't even play a down at AM last year from last year's class. Look how many of them are gone. So the point is, I think just from the standpoint of regulating your locker room, uh, regulating situations, you you better be really careful because the minute you go get that guy, then then it's more of an entitlement. Now, I think Sam Horton, from everything I understand, is a really good young man. But the bottom line is there's going to be issues in the locker room of, this guy's making a lot, and I'm not getting mine. I think all of that is a big – now, look, it happens in the NFL too, but there's kind of an understanding of you have to deal with it, and they are playing for contracts. College, I think you got some big issues because you're offering money to guys out of high school that are unproven, and now they got to prove it. And if they don't prove it, and then where's that money being wasted? And good luck going to – the guy that's giving you money after you've given a large amount of money for the guy that doesn't make it and he doesn't pan out or like what's happening in college station. Really? Are they leaving? I don't know what type of contract you got him in. Well, we got to give them the leeway. He's good. He's going to be here. And then he's not there six months from now. Good luck going back to that money pit and saying, yeah, help us again. Well, you know, that's where it's going to become more pressure. Well, you know what, I, I'm done with you, Mr. Head Coach, because you know, I'm not throwing money after bad. Rich people are rich for a reason. They don't like throwing their money away. I mean, it, they, they just, I mean, rich people that are worth, you know, millions and millions, if, if they lose $20 in a golf bet, it, they're ticked off. I mean, they just, they, not that they can't afford it. They just, that's the way they're wired. I went to yeah. lunch with a guy that was worth a quarter of a billion dollars, and I swear to you, he paid for our lunch with a uh, radio gift certificate that they were giving away on air. <laughs> instead of, instead, of, instead and of, I know, and I know who that guy is, <laughs> and I won't say it. I should right. say it. He deserves to have it. <laughs> worth a quarter of a billion dollars had something listed on the menu after his name, and. Paid with a gift certificate. But anyway, go ahead, Amanda. I'm sorry. So going back to the 2023 NFL draft <clears throat> and all of the, the players that Tennessee has coming out, who are you expecting to get drafted the highest? And with that, how high do you think they'll go? Well, here's the thing about it. I mean, I think the two receivers are going to go, you know, fairly high. I mean, um, um, quarterbacks get elevated. I, I think they're both will be graded higher than, than say hooker as a pro prospect, but um, quarterbacks get elevated for obvious reasons. I, I would say that there's a chance um, that those guys can get drafted in the second round. Um, you know, I think anywhere from mid second to late third is the range. Here's the thing to keep in mind about, when you hear people say where well, they're going to get drafted, this you, you, you're only going to have about 15 to 20 first round grades in a given year. So that means you're going to have, you know, a dozen or so that are second round grades that are going to have to bleed into the first round. But you're going to have probably, normally, will have about 45 to 50 second round grades. Well, some of them are going in the first, some of them have to go in the third. So just because, well, he's great, it doesn't mean that's where they're going to go. So, 
you know, it wouldn't surprise me if those guys go top of the fourth. It wouldn't surprise me if they went, you know, as I said, mid to late second. It Everything, it's not about that player and how they're graded. It's how they're graded relative to all the other players. Until you get done with all the other players, that's where you can start to put into a category of where they're likely going to go. Because right now, all you're doing is grading them. And the grade kind of puts them in a range. But then when you start sitting there saying, okay, we only got two seven zero grades and five six nine grades, well, you start stacking them up. You know where the top 10 or 12 players are going to go in the draft. But right now, it's about how they're graded and kind of the range of what they're going to go. And then we'll start to stacking them up when once everybody declares and once we know everybody's in and once we get everybody's medicals and once we do all the other things, then you could have a better feel for it. So that's the range. And then I'll be able to siphon it out for everyone as we go forward with the, the off, you know, the, the draft process. Uh, somebody asked on the message board. I'm sorry. I, f- I forgot to mention that uh, Hendon hooker has undergone his ACL surgery and it's out now. Yes. And he actually, did a zoom in call with the quarterback meetings, which is pretty cool down in Miami. So you talk about a great kid through and through let's, let's go to him. So you said Jalen Hyatt uh, and Cedric Tillman second to late third. Uh, what about Hendon hooker? Uh, yeah. And, and him as well. I mean, okay. he's not graded as high. I mean, to me, I'm not done with the grade on him, but I probably, probably going to have a 6059 grade which would put him in that probably uh third round value but quarterbacks get elevated because of the importance so i could see him going a little bit higher just going to really depend here's the thing about it is the offense is once they get to meet him nfl people get to meet him and know him they're going to see a how smart how good a young man, how hard a worker. I think all those things are going to help him. But he's going to have to learn an offense that's different than what he has now. That's okay. That's not a, an issue. He can learn it. But there's 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 a project for all of these guys, but it's probably a bigger project for him because this offense, there are elements that can work in the NFL, but this offense with this tempo all the time, that's that's not in the simplicity of what they do is is that doesn't the full fledged that that doesn't work in the NFL because the tempo won't be able to allow you to fit. I mean, if we talk about the tempo hurting in college in the NFL, it's even worse with a longer season, less, less a roster spot. So there's going to be an, a, a big, big adjustment period from it. But uh, I would say, you know, right now, it, kind of in that five nines, maybe I can take them up to six Oh, um, so we'll see where he goes. And that, that would put him in terms of a third round value, maybe, maybe a little lower, but with the possibility of getting drafted as high as somewhere in the second for the reasons that I mentioned. So now you've got your draft board set with all the grades. Now it's about when it's time to pick either maneuver up or down in the draft. But you, if you need a quarterback, you want a quarterback and he's the next best guy you might end up taking them late second round instead of waiting in the fourth. It happens all the time or, you know, not. If There are going to be some people that like him a lot. The masses won't like him as much, meaning, but it doesn't take 32 teams to, to like him, you know, and say he's not a fit for us. All it takes is one. There'll be enough that will be interested that 
he'll get drafted. I mean, and look, folks, it's I know it matters a little bit to folks. It doesn't matter if you're late second, fourth. I mean, you you he will get a chance. And he I think certainly uh the rehab is gonna be important in terms of, you know, showing that he's recovered from that. But I think that's gonna be fine. He'll get his chance and it won't be to me it's a, certainly a little monetary difference between, you know, the gap of what I put him, but we'll see where it goes. Let me ask you the same question about uh, Byron Young and Darnell Wright. Out of the group, personally, needs aside, if I'm an NFL team, I love Darnell Wright, um, depending on where he is in the draft. But your, your thoughts on those two guys? Yeah, I think Darnell is a, a really good right tackle prospect that's got good feet to be uh, someone that could handle that side and I think could play left tackle in a pinch. I ideally wouldn't want him there in the NFL, but, but I, I, I really like him at right tackle. I think he's progressed a lot. I like him. Big guys that can move their feet well are, are harder to find than, than smaller guys that are fast. So uh, I, I do concur that um, I think he's, he's got good future at the next level. Where, where do you think he goes? Do you have a rough idea? Oh, I think, I think, I think he'll go in the top three rounds. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, at least that's well, probably where I'm going to have him graded. When I talk about it is I've got a preliminary uh, grades, but th- I'm not done with all of them. So sometimes I will say I got them, and then when I get done with them, I raise them up or lower them based upon the finished work. Gotcha. Same question about Byron Young. I know you're not done yet. But... <clears throat> yeah. No, I think Byron can play. I think he can play in sub packages. I think he's, you know, um, definitely say within the, the, you know, fourth, fifth round, definitely probably a little bit uh, more in the fourth round grade area. Um, depending on uh, uh, some more work, he could, I could probably take him as high as to up to five, nine, which could put him in a third round value, which would, which certainly help him maybe get a little bit higher than, uh, than say the fourth. Uh, last thing uh, for me. And then I, I think Amanda has uh, uh, one or two things she wants to ask you, but out of that group, the guys that are heading on to the NFL out of, out of that group, Chris, um, which one of those would you point to and say should have come back for another year? Could have used another year of seasoning? Well, I I don't think one more than the other. Um, I think the receivers are fine. You know, I mean, I, I think all of them could use another year personally, but that's just me. Um, you know, um maybe young, uh, maybe a little bit more, but I think all of them could use another year, but none of them are what I would call egregious. Uh, what are you thinking? I mean, this makes no sense. You know, I think, look, if you're going to be, uh, you have to, if you're going to be a fourth round guy ish, um, why are you or you're just underdeveloped then that's the guy that i would always stress come back you have ability but you're not polished you're not developed enough get developed if you're a guy that's just a good player but you're not going to be great you're not going to get more explosive or faster or, you know then i mean i like them to come back but i understand when they come out because they're not gonna they're not gonna be any better next year 
Um, and I always say you do it based upon what you are, not what, well, how good the next class anticipates to be. <clears throat> I think Byron Young could probably help himself by a round, round and a half. The others probably going to go about where they would go if they came back next year. Um, although I think all of them could help their stock a little bit, maybe not appreciably, but a little bit. So let's wrap up the uh, last one, Jeremy Banks. And we've not seen right. his, Sorry his off the field issues. We've seen, you know, or rumors about him. Well, we've seen some back in the day, but rumors of, of locker room problems and, and what have you, how much will that affect his draft stock? It'll be investigated, and I can't answer how much it's going to affect it till we really know truly what happened. Everybody's got their theories, and everybody's got their scoop, and everybody I heard this, heard that. Um, you could, you un, they'll uncover the true. You know, here's the thing: an incident is is an incident. Is it a pattern of behavior? So what you want to know is: is the guy a selfish guy? Is the guy not a good teammate? Does the guy not work hard? Does he not? That's going to hurt you. If you're a guy that does things right and you work hard, you compete, you do all those things, but you had a bad day or you made a mistake, uh, you know, that's not going to kill him. You know, I mean, because is it who you are or is it what you did? Because we can all agree that we do things that we're not proud of, but that's not necessarily who we are. You got to figure out, is this who the guy is? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of guys that are perceived to be great guys, but are phonies. Russell Wilson, you know, you know, you know, things like that, that, that just, you know, you, you got to really know. And a lot of times, and this applies to coaches. I mean, a lot of times, you know, the perception of a person and the reality is completely different. Um, so I can't, I can't answer the question of the answer is if he's, if he's perceived to be a problem and an issue, it'll hurt him. If it's not, it, it, uh, it, it won't be, you know, I mean, it's just one of those deals. Um, and who was it? Reuben Foster that, that Alabama had that Nick had, and he was saying, well, you know, he's not somebody that would, you know, you want visiting children in the hospital, but he's a darn good football player. Well, that's, that's true, but. Then he also was a little bit, there was more there. Now, Nick wasn't going to come out publicly, but privately, you know, he talked a little bit about, you know, some of the issues. Well, so 49ers thought they had a great steal moving up late first round to get him, and he's, he didn't do anything. Same problem that he was. It was contained in college to a degree, but once he got in the NFL and got a little bit of money, he became, you know, not containable. You got to really study and know a guy. And that's why we spend so much time and money into psychological, getting to know the players best we can. So just talent wise, where would you have Jeremy Banks? No, I think he's a talented guy. I think he's got a lot of ability and I think he can play at the next level. I think he'd be good on teams early. I think he'd be a good sub package player. Um, He's got range. He's, I think he's got a lot of ability. So to me, you know, now, what I always look at is I avoided the guy that wasn't very good, and he was a pain in the rear. i certainly not going to do that. But if a guy's got a lot of ability, you know, I, I kind of want to give him a chance and see. But I, I just need to make sure that I'm not, you know, uh, 
I need to make sure that I'm judging it with my eyes and my ears and not with my heart because I think, boy, this guy could be a good player if I could get him to do this and that. Um, that usually leads you down a path where, yeah, I should have known better. That was not a good pick on my part. It's easy to fall in love with those uber-talented guys. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's just one of those things. You, it's We call it, <laughs> you know, uh, problem versus potential. I mean, what's, it's like a seesaw, right, up and down. If the problem is greater than the potential, uh-uh. But if the potential is really, you know, high and the problem is, yeah, they got a problem, but it's really, really good, oh, you give that guy a chance because, you know, you think, okay, how bad is it? And then there are other things that, you know, I mean, the things that I don't condone, but, you know, if you pull the fire alarm in the dorm, it's not what you want to do, and fire marshals will call in and say that's not a good thing, and I would agree. That's different than domestic assault. You know what I mean? You know, you got – you'll grow out of that, but are you a problem? And I told you the story in the past about Lawrence Phillips. And that was a dramatic example of, of, you know, a guy that had issues. You got to really get to know the guys, which is why a lot of this will, will factor in. Um, but it doesn't really determine whether you take them or not. But in some cases, you know, you won't necessarily take them off the board but you have problems. And then you got guys that, that straighten their life out. I told you the story about Randy Moss guy. You mean that is a guy that you would never in today's, if what he did in high school was kind of known and you had footage of things that took place that were verified in today's world. I don't know that he would have got drafted in today's world because it's, we're very sensitive to it. His credit, you know, people may say, well, what he did, should have meant he never got that chance, but those who believe in second chances, third chances, whatever, he kind of straightened out his life and what a great career, you know, hall of fame level career. So you got, it's, it's not an easy answer to figure it out. Great stuff as always, Chris, go to LandryFootball.com to learn more about football than you ever thought you could possibly know NFL college and recruiting. So uh, Chris, thank you, sir. We appreciate the time. Have a, fantastic new year's eve don't get too wild and crazy yeah you know i, I can i can help you with that enjoy the game be a lot of orange huh, in the orange bowl so yeah a lot of fun yeah it's, enjoy the, it. it's the scurvy bowl it's, oh, wow there you go very good <laughs> very good the, the the literary genius you are that's great to come up with that these these, these people need some protein chris right. happy new year guys. Happy Take care. New year to you i appreciate yeah. it Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. His appearance brought to you in part by ZulBeer.com, XULBeer.com, ZulBeer.com, worldwide award-winning craft beer in a great place downtown where you can park. How about that? You don't get that at a lot of places. And I want to remind you that, uh, man, just a great space to overlook everything and uh, be downtown and, and, and have a great time. And um, you will enjoy ZulBeer.com. They got some cool merch too, and I'm kind of merch picky, um, but uh, their, their merch is, is pretty awesome. So how, out of that group, Darnell Wright, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, Byron Young, Hendon Hooker, Jeremy Banks, forget about your needs, your GM, Amanda LaFrada of the uh, Knoxville Bobcats, the newest NFL team, Forget about your needs. Who are you taking? 
I forget about my need. I can't forget about my needs. It always plays a part. So I can't forget about my needs. But if I want somebody explosive, I'm taking Jalen Hyatt. I wonder how much Hyatt benefited off that slot position that Bellis Jones benefited off the year before. And I think Squirrel White will benefit off of on Friday. And if Cedric Tillman isn't the better all-around all receiver. Um, I wonder. Hard to I judge. That, yeah, I wonder if we'll have that discussion in three years. Maybe it's maybe it's just hot. Hot's darn fast. Dean says, "Do you all think these kids would have left if we were playing for the Natty?" Absolutely not. We'd be having a oh yeah yeah. I mean, I think they would have left, but I think they would have left after declared after the national championship. I still think they would have gone. Yes, yes, totally agree. Uh, AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Go to AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Don't cost yourself thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, you go to AndyMasonRealEstate.com, and you've got over 40 years of experience in the real estate field in Knoxville. And the best part about Andy Mason is that he's got two business principles. It's best prices, and it's also the best service. How about that? And I've seen it first hand stay tuned also i remind you that you need to check out guardian investment advisors thanks to video teleconferencing they can hook you up and make sure that you not only know where your money's going but why it's going there it's very easy to find all you have to do is go to giaplantoday.com giaplantoday.com but it's pretty simple you can just google it guardian and investment advisors stay tuned I'm going to tell you why I like Tennessee's motivation in this game coming up a little bit more and uh, more on the bowl game. Tennessee in the Orange Bowl, Clemson. Now we're less than 48 hours away. Stay tuned. Two minutes off the sports. It has risen to the highest level in over 40 years, according to the April 2022 U.S. inflation calculator. Will your investments provide you the income you need in retirement? Are you losing purchasing power? of your savings due to inflation. Simply stated, if the cost of goods and services are 8% higher and you're only earning 4% in your investments, that money buys you less of what you need. Right now is the time to act. Call Guardian Investment Advisors today. Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Dish Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. 
we'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, where Chattanooga goes to grill. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, eh, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh, my God. We don't even need to put a poll up for this. Dean asked the question. We can come up with something else. Dean asked the question, would Hendon play if he wasn't hurt? Would he play in the Orange Bowl? No doubt in my mind. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. Uh, Chicken butt. You got to work on that name. Said, I think he would. Yeah, he just seems like the guy, though. I mean, if he's on a Zoom call from L.A. to Miami after his ACL surgery, he seems like the guy that would absolutely play. And let's not forget this, too. He's a guy that's in that weird situation of he's making a ton of money. Um, you know, he's got Mercedes Benz of Knoxville. He's got other places and he would, I would think he would want to play just for the exposure of his endorsers. I don't know how, how that con those contracts are written up Amanda, but at some point you would want to be a little bit loyal and he loves playing football with his, his teammates. Uh, is there any question in your mind? No. And I think another aspect of him that we, uh, tend to sometimes overlook is his faith. So uh, with people who have that kind of faith, um, it's, you know, God will take care of me. They'll, they'll do, I'm not saying they'll go out and jump off a building, but I'm saying that that fear of, Oh, I might get hurt or it might affect my draft kind of goes out the window a little bit because they just put their faith, you know, in God and just roll with it. Yeah. This may sound crazy too, but if the pay was the same and he had to choose between um, being a high school football coach that could lead people like tomorrow or be, uh, let's say, a clipboard holder in the NFL. I'm not talking about being the next Tom Brady, but I wonder if he would rather be a high school or, or college coach and, and lead young men. That was the one thing at SEC media days that still stood out to me. He didn't even mention the NFL. Um, so, you know, I, I, I wonder, I, I would like to sit down with him and, and see, you know, in his life goals. I mean, everybody wants to play in the NFL, but when you get there and it's a business and suddenly your family's traded from Miami to Seattle and you have no control of your future really. And, you're waiting to see if your contract's going to be extended. You know, that that sounds like a dream life, and it is when the money's crazy. But, Amanda, I'm sure there's some, there's some downside to it as well. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> getting – there's a lot of jobs that people don't take because you get moved around a lot or, you know, you want to stay home. You want to feel settled. And NFL, you can't really feel settled unless you're one of those like top tier guys where it's Brady with the Patriots for however many years. And honestly, who wants to live in New England? 
true. Uh, and prayers to those in, in, in Buffalo and what they're going through. Goodness gracious. Have you heard yeah. about the snow there? It is insane. Um, but even Tom Brady got pushed out. I mean, the greatest of all time. He got pushed. Russell Wilson. I would have bet you three years ago, I would have bet you $10,000 that he would end his career short of maybe stumbling to a finish, no pun intended, like Joe Namath back with the Rams that he would have ended his real career and maybe did with the Seahawks. But he, he forced a trade. He didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. And now he's with the Broncos. There is zero job security in terms of where you are. And if you're raising a family, I mean, that's, that's something. I mean, I can remember when my kids said they, they loved their new school more, more than their old school because we moved and I had to drop them off quickly because I teared up a little bit because I was so happy. I mean, that that's something. And they don't they don't have that. So I wonder if 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 tomorrow Hendon Hooker could be uh, a high school football coach with a good program and lead young men and money wasn't a factor as opposed to the NFL. I wonder what he would decide. I don't think it's as clear cut. Probably the NFL, but I don't think it's clear. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking about the next Tom Brady. No, I know you said clipboard holder. I wasn't sure if you meant backup quarterback or maybe like a quarterback's coach. Um, if you were talking about either one of those, um, but I think, I think he has just this innate sense of developing other people and helping other people. I think we've seen that with Hendon Hooker. Maybe he would take a shot at the NFL, but I don't think he'd ever be really happy there. No, I mean, yeah, you definitely take a shot, but I, no, I agree with you. I think there's something different about that cat. I think he's kind of a uh, one in a million. Daniel said the better question is would Hyatt play if Hooker were healthy? So I think we both agree that Hooker would play if healthy. And if 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 Hooker were healthy, would Hyatt play? Yes, I think so too. Yes, I think Caleb was onto something about maybe Hyatt leaving because he knows Hooker's Hooker's gone, and he's not very certain with who's throwing him the ball next season, and that's why he, you know, is cutting ties and heading on out. And I don't blame him for that. I mean, we've seen the backup for, you know, Tennessee. And I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying any of that, but he's got a lot of stuff he needs help on. And I think a transfer quarterback would have been a better option. Um, but it seems like Josh Heupel sticking with his guy. So I don't blame Hyatt at all for, for wanting to get out at this point. Joe said Banks didn't attend class, basically wasn't academically eligible to play in the bowl game. So remember that rule. You only have to pass six hours. But you still have to go or be online or do something. I can remember I had four elective hours in my last semester, Amanda, that I didn't know about. So I took running. No, I'm sorry. That was too difficult. I took walking, racquetball, bowling, and something else I can't remember in my last semester. It was super easy. But I had to show up and I had to do it. But they were general electives that I had to take. So... Uh, yes, I'd heard that about banks. Um, I don't like typically getting into academics and, and unless it becomes a starter or playing issue. 
But yes, I'd heard that about Banks. I think a lot of these guys that if you hear about a guy that had a, a bad year in college and declares for the NFL draft and you're like, what? Why? I bet you half of those guys didn't pass six hours to be eligible for the postseason. That's what kills me, though, is that people say, oh, well, you know, we knew we were going to be great. We knew we were going to go, you know, whatever. We knew we were going to be, you know, in the playoff hunt. Well, if you knew all that, why didn't you go to class? Like, would if you're Jeremy Banks and you were, well, oh, there's a lot about Jeremy Banks. I, I'm not a big fan, but if you're Jeremy Banks and you thought you were going to go postseason, you're going to make a run. Why didn't, why didn't you go to class so that you would have been a part of that? Okay, well, let me, this is purely hypothetical, nothing I've heard, okay? So let's say I'm Jeremy Banks in August. I'm not thinking college football playoff, let's be real, right? Nobody thought that of Tennessee in August, right? So that there goes that motivation to make sure you pass six hours, because if you believe you're going to be in the college football playoff, you're going to make sure you pass six hours. And then maybe after that South Carolina game, maybe he had a few finals that he had to take to make sure he passed his six hours and he mailed it in. Possibly. According to, you know, that just shows you if if Jeremy Biggs did think, okay, well, we're not going to make it to the college football playoff. I'm not going to give a crap this, you know, semester. Um, that there's nothing to be for me to play for afterwards. That tells you his character right right off the bat. And it tells you how much different he was than the rest of the team, because the other people that we talked to said, you know, we were fully expecting to be this good. We wanted to be this good. We're going to be this good. You know, we believed in it the entire time. So I guess Jeremy Banks didn't. I don't have any question that Jeremy Banks liked Jeremy Banks more than he liked Tennessee football. Yeah. I guess I would just put it that way. Big red flag. Um, it's time for this day in sports this history. This day in sports history. Putting things in perspective. Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. New kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. Finger got a little twitchy there on the hot button. December the 29th, man. What a year. Whew. 1962, that's been a while ago. Want to do the math on that one, Amanda? That's like 60 years? Yeah. No. Yes. It's like my wife and I's uh, 30th anniversary. I did the math literally like 10 times when I planned our trip back in the summer. Uh, It's just hard to believe it's 2022. Uh, Tennessee's basketball team defeated the University of Denver. 59-58, to Tennessee leads the series... Two to zero, and I'm officially calling the SEC later today, and I'm going to see if I can apply for an, a special exemption that Tennessee does not have to play uh, Kermit Davis and Ole Miss anymore because that game yesterday was brutal. I mean, there's something about basketball where if you really want to, you can take away the other team's will to want to succeed. <laughs> The way he runs his offense, and it's so slow. Kevin O'Neill did the same thing. I think Kevin O'Neill sucked out other teams' souls at times, and that's how he won games because he ran so slow, and they walked it up, and it was in the mid to high 40s. 
that's Ole Miss right now, and it is absolutely brutal. Uh, today's uh, this day in sports history is brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. I don't care if you're in uh, Cleveland, if you're in uh, Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Man Alive, it's worth the drive because they can buy with volume and they'll get you the best price on those industrial mowers, those commercial mowers, those residential mowers as well. So do we have a, a message board bingo up and queued up because uh, we're full up on the message board and we can give stuff away. I got a hooker t-shirt with your name on it. Uh, celebrate, even though he's not still playing. Or, Wear it for the draft. Yeah, or the website. Offthogsports.com, a lot of good stuff coming out today with uh, Caleb Calhoun and Caleb Jaro. I'm getting better at his name. So uh, here we go. We have uh, message board bingo. Here's the way it works. Amanda will read a message board post from a particular message board. If you can tell us the school's message board that that comes from, then bam, you are going to win a hooker t-shirt. But you've got to type it out on the message board before I guess it. So no Caleb today, so it's all of me. And I'm absolutely horrible at it, but I'm going to do my very, very best. So message board bingo is exciting, and it is now. And loud. Very loud. Very loud. Whoever predicted hidden cameras. Per my inside source, they found a hidden camera during practice today. Not sure if more will come out on this, but I'll let you know if able. Now, just to be clear, we're still we're we're going to continue with football, right? We're not switching up the basketball. Yes, okay. this is football. Okay, so hidden cameras. I uh, I, I gotta have a hint. I can't give you a hint. Hidden cameras. They haven't played their game yet. Okay. That helps. Travis says South Carolina. No. Is it an SEC team? No. Oof. Hidden cameras. Who would have hidden cameras for a bowl game? Maybe if a lot was at stake, like a championship. Gene says Michigan. No. Okay, but you've got a little bit of a sly grin, so I think it's somebody in the college football playoff. Um, I am going to go with Ohio State. Yes, it's Ohio State. I got Ohio State? Yep. I'm stunned. We'll end on that. Have a fantastic day, everyone. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker off the Hook Sports. A lot more coming out on uh, not only the bowl game, but uh, what Tennessee might be after in the transfer portal, because I think that's going to hit high gear as of about Saturday at 8 a.m. I think Tennessee is going to be all about it and adding some guys, because let's be real honest. If, if you want to go with people that wear orange colored glasses, that's fine. But the transfer portal has been an abject failure to this point for the balls. They picked up a couple, but they could use a lot more help. So that's what they're going to focus on Saturday. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. Have a fantastic day, everyone. This has been a presentation of Off the Oak Sports.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.